0: been trying, I hope I've tried well, to introduce our theme for the year, Kingdom Lifestyle, and um, yeah, we have tried to highlight basically that a lifestyle is what? The style by which you live your life. So, in the kingdom which we are part of, there is a culture and there's a lifestyle that is expected of us And we must do everything in our power by the help of the Holy Ghost to live that lifestyle. We must be kind, we must have peace, we must have long-suffering, we must be gentle, we must be good, we must have faith, we must be meek, we must have self-control, and above all, we must have love. God will help us in Jesus' name. Galatians 5:19 to 21 highlights all what we must do away with, and I think in the last, in the course of the last two weeks, I've really tried to hammer on the things that we must do away with. Last week I was rushing because of time, so I'll just continue from there, and by the grace of God, finally put an end to the introduction, and then we can start going into the teachings one after the other as the spirit would lead but um, one thing that we should be rest assured of is that um, we have a part to play we have a part to play God is ready he's been ready even before you were born he's been ready so that part that we are to play shouldn't be lost on us we shouldn't sit back and just wait on a miracle. We have a part to play. God will help us in Jesus' name. So um, I spoke about, I started off on character and spoke about what character is. I think where I started to rush was when I asked the question, Who are you? Who are you? Who are you when nobody is there? Who are you, you know? Even if you're not caught, who are you? If nobody will ever know, who are you? If it's only left to you and God to know whatever it is that you do, who are you? How are you to others? What's your mindset? You know, what's your disposition to issues? You may be quiet, but inside you may be, you know, speaking something different from what you are showing outside. Who are you? What, um, what are the, what are your, what's your tolerance level? Your language. I spoke about language. I spoke about caustic tongue. I spoke about the fact that the Bible expects us or God expects us to speak with grace and our words should be seasoned with salt. I spoke about dressing. I remember saying... I won't speak much about that. And then I went into some questions. Can you be trusted? Can you be trusted? You know? These are questions that we need to sit down and, and ask ourselves. Nobody's marking your scripts. It says, to thyself be true questions. If you truly want to inherit this kingdom, if you truly want to represent God on earth, if you truly want to carry the presence of God with you, you know, these are questions you should sit back and, 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 and answer, you know, not just ask, not just hear them and ask yourself, but sit back and answer. That question, can you be trusted? I think if, um, if we can always answer that question, it will help us to deal with many things that we are dealing with or that we shouldn't be dealing with. That trust is a big issue is a big issue. If you say yes, should we take it as yes? If you say no, should we take it as no? If you say good morning, is it good enough to take it to the bank and cash it? Or should we send someone to look outside to know if we are in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the daytime? Are you a gossip? Are you a hypocrite? Are you a bearer? Are you a backstabber? Are you having conscience? If you want to take note of them, it's very important that we get back with those questions and ask ourselves and, ask, and, and get an answer because if you don't get an answer, um, you may not even realize you have work to do on yourself. One of the things we picked last week is that God gave us his image. He gave us his image and likeness first before he gave us the opportunity to go and the opportunity, sorry, to go and. Rule and dominate. Genesis one says, And God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. So he gave us character before power. And that's very, very, very important. Praise the Lord. I also encourage us to take a good look at the mirror. Take a good look at the mirror and start to make adjustments. Your character reveals how close you are to God. Your character reveals how much transformation has occurred in you, you know, in the process of your growth as a Christian. God will help us in Jesus' name. I also spoke two weeks ago and last week about the struggle that goes on in the heart of every man. We struggle, we struggle with the good that we want to do. We don't always find ourselves doing it. A lot of times you plan to do the good or you just find out somehow, somehow, is that bad that you are used to, that you eventually do. And I said to us, that even though that is painful, and that can be, that can be hurting, because sometimes when some things have happened, you go back and you feel bad. Like, ah, I shouldn't have done this again. Am I back here again? Even though that is, that is correct, but you are still in a good place. Because that means that you still have, you know, a, 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 a fresh flow of milk of human kindness. That means that, you know, the seed of God for good character is in you, for you to feel bad. There are, I made examples of people that, you know, news that we hear of, of people that are beheaded. Is a human being that beheaded that person. That person's heart is gone. Definitely gone. But, God is God. We are not to judge. So this morning, I'm going to continue by highlighting the fact that um, this character that we are talking about—it's so important. I um, can't—I can't emphasize it enough. Praise the Lord! I can't emphasize it enough. It's one of the greatest attributes to a successful life. You need it everywhere everywhere apart from the fact that as a christian you must have good character you also must have good character to succeed in life everywhere in school at work everywhere everywhere so i'm pleading with us to please protect it protect your character with everything don't trade it for anything don't compromise keep your values clear and loud I was listening to one of the teachings by Dr. Miles Monroe when preparing, and a line that he said, I've heard it before, but you know, sometimes when you hear these things all over again, it has another inspiration. He says, when people approach you to do something bad, you are already defective. By them approaching you, there's something wrong. That means that somewhere in their mind, they feel you can agree. Okay, so let me stretch it. You are sitting somewhere, and some funny things are being discussed. You are not part of the discussion, but you are just there. They know you can hear. The fact that they can make such discussions where you are to your hearing, and they know you are hearing, you are already defective. That means your values are not loud enough. And I'm not talking about stickers on your car. I'm not talking about carrying the badge, you know. I'm talking about what lifestyle have you lived around those people? For them to feel comfortable enough to come and say, ah, can you do this for us? Or can you join us to do this? Or don't even join, just be there. If you can hear and so. It's very important. So please, keep your convictions. What are your convictions? Because until you are convinced that something is bad, you will never be prepared to make the sacrifices to change them. You won't. I mean, don't fix something that is not broken, isn't it? So if I'm not convinced that something is bad, I won't make the sacrifices. Because you do really... I mean, there are many sacrifices to make. In the course of changing from this, you know, character traits that we call bad, there are many, 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 many sacrifices. Oh, yes, a good character. You know, to get a good character, you have to self-impose discipline on yourself. Nobody can force you, you know. You have to come to a position where you take that decision and self-impose that discipline. On yourself you know I've met with 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 Christians before in the course of their struggle through one thing or the other and you find or you hear this statement I mean I I don't mind anything goes it's okay as long as everybody is happy excuse me it's not okay you have to have standards you must have standards because it's in the process of everything is okay that you sit down somewhere and people are discussing things that, you know, shouldn't even be heard of. It's in the process of everything is okay, no standards, that people can approach you to say, okay, we want to, you know, want to steal this, this we want to carry this thing out, and it, it, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't feel anything, they don't think it twice, whether you are, they, in fact, they've already accepted that you agree, that's why they will come to you. So, you know, getting, you, playing your part in this character change will need a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work, and it's based on your conviction. What are your convictions? What are your values? What do you think about telling a lie? Is it okay sometimes? Is it okay as long as it will get you out of trouble? Is it okay? You know... I'm just speaking the lies as one example. The difference between what we know and what we practice is, is our conviction. We have a lot of knowledge, but we don't do a lot of things because we are not convinced that we should do them. You may know that it's good, yes. Well, yeah, I know. But knowledge is not enough. It has to be imprinted in your heart and heavy on your heart that it is bad. And then, you start making efforts to change it. Praise the Lord. Do not underestimate the power of a made-up mind. Do not underestimate it. If you make up your mind that, you know, I do this in the past, and I don't want to do it anymore. Holy Spirit, help me. You can do it. You can do it. Praise the Lord. I I remember... um, the story of Daniel, there was nothing wrong outwardly, eating the king's meal, was, was there? I mean, okay? But as far as he was concerned, it would defile him. And he, made, he just made up his mind. That's what the Bible says. It was nowhere written in the Bible that Daniel, don't eat the king's meal. Was there? No. It was a personal decision he took. Why? Because he felt it would be an insult on his God. It would defile him. So, in this um, deciding to make up our minds, to align ourselves with the Holy Spirit for this character change, we have a lot to do. It's a lot of work. We can say these things, but when it's time to put it into practice, (laughs) it is hard. It is hard. If all your livelihood has been on falsehood, you now want to change it. It's hard. It's hard. I've known a number of people that were cultists and final year, they gave their life to Christ. They had to go back and start all over. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know? I've known a number of people that (laughs) they've done a lot of theft with their pen, corporate thefts, white-collar theft, I'll be, uh-huh. and conviction comes. They have to make restitution. Hey. hey, it's hard. So because it is hard, we need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to keep that conviction alive, to keep that conviction, conviction on fire. Because a lot of times is at the time when you are to practice it that you will turn back and say, God, this one, please, leave me. <laughs> that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So your character will be tested. Oh, it will go through fire. Nobody wakes up or sleeps and wakes up. And you're all of a sudden meek. Hmm. Or you're all of a sudden patient. Or you're all of a sudden truthful. You just don't lie anymore. Nobody. Nobody. What happens? It's a journey. Okay? It's a journey. And that journey is through trials. How do you know if you are now meek? If you are not tested? If you are not tested, how do you know? If your patience is not tried, how do you know? So in this journey, while, while we are taking the different teachings and you are practicing these things by yourself at home, please be careful. Don't say, ah, it's now that I've decided to love the more than I'm just having all kinds of people that will generate hatred. <laughs> that shows clearly that you are developing. Because if the test doesn't come, you can't have what to say you have passed. What have you passed? Okay? So, pressure will come to test your character. Don't compromise. Oh, temptations will come. And as you grow stronger, these temptations too will be, will be higher or tougher. Eh? Okay, that's why you see some people, the same kind of temptation will at a lower level, they are fine. But at a higher level, ah, they fall, Yakata. Praise the Lord. But God is there to help us. He says that, sorry, he says that there's a way of escape. First Corinthians 10, 12, and 13 says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh his stand take it lest he falls. 13. There had no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. That's very true. Nothing. There's no temptation you are going through. That nobody else has been through it. It just has a different name or a different color. Nothing. Nothing. Talk about it. Think about it. You know? Nothing. 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 It says, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. God help us in Jesus' name. So there's nothing you are going through that you cannot bear. Nothing. 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 i like to read um, Ephesians 4, 17 to 32. I want to take it from New Century Version. I like the way they've put it in New Century Version. It says the way you should live. Let's just take notes as I try and make emphasis while reading. It says... In the Lord's name, I tell you this. Do not continue living like those who do not believe. Okay? Their thoughts are worth nothing. They do not understand and they know nothing because they refuse to listen. So they cannot have the life that God gives. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Verse 19. They have lost all feeling of shame. That's why I said, if you still have that struggle within you, then God is with you. The seed of good character is playing out. The Bible tells us here, that verse 19, it says they have lost all feeling of shame and they use their lives for doing evil. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. They continually want to do all kinds of evil. 20. But what you learned in Christ was not like this. I know that you heard about him, and you are in him, so you are taught the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught to live your old life, your old self, to stop living the evil way you lived before. That that old self becomes worse because people are fooled by the evil things they want to do. But you are taught to be made new in your hearts, to become a new person, that new person is made to be like God, made to be. Sorry, made to be like God. Made to be truly good and holy. So you must stop telling lies. Tell each other the truth because we all belong to each other in the same body. When you are angry, do not sin. And be sure to stop being angry before the end of the day. Do not give the devil a way to defeat you. Those who are stealing must stop stealing and start working. They should earn an honest living for themselves. Then they will have something to share with those who are poor. When you talk, do not say harmful things. That is a caustic tongue, right? Do not say harmful things, but say what people need. Words that will help others become stronger. Then what you say will do good to those who listen to you. Verse 30. And do not make the Holy Spirit sad. That's what we do a lot of times. Immediately, um, immediately you do wrong. Oh, sorry, just before you do wrong. I said it about the last two Sundays or so. Something nudges you not to do it. But of course, the voice is very quiet, very gentle. So you have the ability to quench it. You have the ability to keep it quiet. And so if we go ahead and do the wrong, we actually make the Holy Spirit sad. The Spirit is God's proof that you belong to Him. God gave you the Spirit to show that God will make you free when the final day comes. Do not be bitter or angry or mad. Never shout angrily or say things to hurt others. Never do anything evil. Be kind and loving to each other and forgive each other just as God Forgave you in Christ. May this be our character and our behavior in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, what do I do to rebuild a bad character? What do I do? I'm already known, you know, not even known. I already know that I have these character traits that are bad. I know. I don't, nobody knows, or maybe some people know, and I, I really want to do something about it. The first thing to note is if you're going in the wrong direction, God allows a U-turn. Oh, he allows a U-turn. You don't need to keep going, keep going and believing, oh, God will help me. Oh, God will help me. Oh, God will help me. He's helping you by keeping you alive to make that U-turn. He allows a U-turn. So the first thing is, accept. Like I said earlier in my explanation, if you don't accept and take responsibility you won't do anything about it the second point is go to God with a broken spirit go to him go to him Psalm 51 verse 17 Ah, David said the sacrifice that God wants is a broken spirit he says you will not reject a heart that is broken and sorry for sin he will not and guess what? If you mean it, he would know. If you don't mean it, he will also know. It's not like, he's not like me or any other person around you that your tears can move. Praise the Lord. So, when you have accepted, go to him with a broken spirit. Go to him, truly desiring a change. Truly desiring a change. My third point says, do everything in your human possibility to be away from that weakness. You know, do everything in your, pos- in your capacity to make sure that you are not fanning that weakness. You are not um, making a conducive environment for that weakness to thrive. Do everything. Is it that you easily get angry? When, you, when, the, when the issues that make you angry come, walk away. Your walking away doesn't mean you are weak. In fact, it shows strength. Go. Think about it. Pray about it. Talk to somebody. Okay? And then come back. I read in a book. I can't remember which book. It says if you are angry, you know what to do. Come and write it down. Go to the beach side. On the sand of the beach. Write it. Write everything, everything, everything. Pour out your anger there. And guess what? Allow the water, the beach water to flow and wash it away. By the time you come back and revisit that issue, you may not be as angry as you were. Praise the Lord. So, do everything humanly possible, you know, to make sure you are out of the environment that will cause you to sin. Sometimes you may lose friends. You may have to keep... A very good distance from some people because you know that they are, they are, their utterances are, are filthy. And there's, there's no way, even if you don't say it, but the fact that you are around them you know, can just set you back many, 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 many steps. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. See that you are you know, when you sin, see that you are sinning against God. Don't see it as if you have sinned. Full stop. When you do something wrong, your weakness comes to play again. Take it that, ah, it's against God that I have done this thing. Whatever it is. There's nothing trivial. There's nothing small. Praise the Lord. The psalmist said again in 51, Psalm 51 verse 4, He says, you are the only one I have sinned against. You know, Yes, our bodies are the temples of God and all and all. But until you accept it that your body is the temple of God and the Holy Spirit should dwell there 24-7, you will think that sometimes the Holy Spirit is visiting and going. He's not visiting and going. Praise the Lord. So see that when you do something wrong, when you go off course, you are actually sinning against God. Praise the Lord. When David went to, when he went to the f- battlefield, his father sent him with food to his brothers, right? I'm talking about the story with him and Goliath. And this was one of the very first Bible stories that I ever understood. You know, he. When his brothers were, were attacking him, ah, what are you doing here? You this to know. ITK. What was his response? Can anybody remember? Is there not a cause? As in this Philistine is insulting our God. He took it personal. He said, is there not a cause? As in, is there not a reason? I have a reason to be angry. He gets why, oh. (laughs) He gets why. So, when you go against God's will through your weakness by way of your weakness okay get angry like that ah, is there not a cause for you to be angry because you are sinning against God God will help us in Jesus name I'm sure individually you are able to highlight those things that are drawing you back those things That are your own weights, your own heaviness, your own weights. God says we should come. That his own yoke is light. You know, his burden is light, his yoke is light. You should come and drop your own. And that will be our portion in Jesus' name. We will always find the pathway to come back to the feet of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. My last but not the least point, it says... I, I said it last week, and I'm going to repeat it again. Live with a God's presence consciousness. Live you know, your life as if, which it really is, that the Holy Spirit is living in you and is present with you every step of the way. I used an example of an egg last week. If I put an egg in your bag, there's a way you'll be conscious to carry that bag. Okay, there's a way you be conscious to to how to drop the bag, how to. I hear eggs are very expensive in the UK now, all over the world. Okay, and I was saying, "Ah, should we start egg importation, exportation? Sorry, should we start egg exportation? And somebody said, ah, how will egg go? I said, "Ah, trust me, I'll package it. (laughs) Ah, I'll package it. (laughs) It will get there safely. Praise the Lord. But yes, that is how conscious we should live our lives. Be so conscious that, ah, the Holy Spirit is with me. So if I tell this lie, he is here. If I tell this lie, if I do this wrong, he is here. You know, if I go to that place and go ahead and do whatever it is that makes that is my weakness, he is here. He is here. So if we live with that consciousness, it will help us a great deal to deal with our weaknesses. Praise the Lord. Colossians 3 verse 1 and 2 and then 16 and 7. 1 and 2 says if ye therefore be risen with Christ seek those things which are above. You cannot be working on doing away with bad character or doing away with whatever weakness you are struggling with and then you still be feeling your heart with things that will bring it back. It will just not work. In fact, at the end of the day, you will frustrate yourself. You will end up at the point of feeling like you can never change. I don't know if anybody has ever gotten to that point. You'll be feeling like, "Ah, all these years I've been trying this and I've been trying this and I can't change. Because you are walking opposite of your desire. All the tools, all the things you are using or you are have around you is opposite what you truly desire. So it ends up in frustration. Okay, Colossians 3, 1 and 2 again. If you therefore be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Verse 2 it says, set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. That's very, very important. Verse 16 and 17 of the same Colossians 3 says, let the word of God, of Christ dwell in you richly. Hmm. I want to take a pause there. Is the word of God, of Christ dwelling in us at all? Talk less of being, being rich. It's so important. In your subconscious or, okay, In your impulsive actions, what are those things you say? I spoke about the F word last week. Not faithful, the bad F word. And someone said, it may be a mistake. There's nothing like a mistake. Yes. It's in your vocabulary. It's just pressure that brought it out. So, when you do some things, or when you say some things, you know, impulsively, and it's a wrong thing, don't excuse it away that she made me say it. She doesn't live inside you, or he doesn't live inside you. That circumstance just made you, you know, to show who you are. God will help us in Jesus' name. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. One of the first scriptures I could ever memorize, apart from John three sixteen, was uh, you have made me forget now. So you are staring at me. Psalm one one nine verse eleven, and it says, "If you don't hide it, if you don't keep that word engraved in your heart, it will be easy to sin." Oh, it will be so easy. It will be so easy. So it says, Let the word of God, of Christ, dwell richly in, in you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed. So everything we do, everything we say or do as in action. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. I want to close with this story. With this story. Jeremiah 18 verse 1 to 6. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will cause thee to hear my words. He was teaching Jeremiah something by action. So I want us to picture it. God is telling us, go to the potter's house. And he wants to speak to you when you get there, basically. Then, Jeremiah, I went down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was mired in the hand of the potter. Should I explain a little bit? The vessel was, the vessel had comma. The vessel was not perfect. The vessel was, uh, help me with that, la- with that word, it was mad. It wasn't forming well. That is, the potter Okay, was, was, was shaping something, a vessel. And it wasn't forming well. Yes, I like that. Okay. Then I'll continue. It says, And the vessel was mad in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. So that one that was mad, he was able to make it again. I don't know if you're getting the point. Okay, let me finish reading. Another vessel. I seemed good to the potter to make it. Verse 5, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? I said to the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the hands of the potter, so are you. So are ye in my hands, O house of Israel. So where am I going with that story? Look, God made us in the first place, right? So if we have become defective by our experiences, our past. We've done a number of things that we are not proud of. We've done a number of things that we know are our weaknesses and they are still pulling us back today. God is telling us that we are clay in his hands. If we are ready to allow him to remold us to be good again, oh, he is ready. He says he is the potter and we are the clay. And he can make us good again. Praise the Lord. So in the course of our teaching, in the course of the sessions that we'll be having for the whole year, we'll be coming with different teachings. And I am expecting that by the grace of God, we will not just listen, we will practice, and we will come with questions for clarity. So that the conviction will be strong. Because if if you are not sure, if you are not clear about some things... Your conviction will not be strong. It will just be a mouth, you know, a mouth, uh, what's it called? You're just uttering it. That, yes, I know I should not lie. I would not lie. I know I should not see. Yes, it will just be lip service. But this year, I want us to truly, truly commit to doing well by God. Shall we bow down our heads and say, Lord, I, I commit my life into your hands as the clay? I commit my life. I surrender my life. This year, I do not want to do anything outside of your will. I do not want to do anything, you know, against you, so to say. This year, every weakness that is drawing me back, Father, I commit my life into your hands and I ask that you help me. Give me the grace to be disciplined so that every part that I must play I will be strong enough, I will have grace enough to play it. Help me, oh God. Help me, help me. I don't know if we you know this song. If you know it, you can join me. Just continue praying.
1: Iwala <inaudible> mokoko Aye mi o Oluwa mommy mommy bi etife E won la mo koko Aye bi o Oluwa mommy Mm. Mm. be by Mahari me my heart be at fait be me i la mo Oh you are mommy,
0: Father. You are the potter of my life, and I submit myself as the clay. Mold me as you desire. Oh, mold me as you want. I surrender myself to you, oh God. Mold me as you want. Because if you mold me Lord Oh my life will be good And my life will be good to see My life will be good Mold me oh God I submit myself as a clay In your hands Every weakness that I am struggling with Father Lord God Almighty Like the psalmist said in Psalm 51 He says I know my weakness And it is before me Father have mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy and let me not make the Holy Holy Spirit sad have mercy and give me the Holy Spirit completely again so that I can begin to make adjustments as the Holy Spirit would lead so that I can begin to make the sacrifices that are required help me oh God help me Help me to carry the fruit of the Spirit. Help me to carry you, O oh God, everywhere and every, in every place where I am. Let it be that as I have surrendered my life to you, I am beginning to change. I am beginning to be transformed. My mind is beginning to be renewed. And I'm beginning to be changed into the image of Christ. I don't know if there's anyone here this morning that you have not surrendered your life to Christ. You just have not. It's not about how long you have been in church. No. It's not about whether you are even a worker or a leader or a pastor. No. But you have fallen out from grace. And you need us to pray with you. You can just lift up your hands and let us pray together this morning. Let's pray together and take this declaration that indeed, Lord, I submit and surrender my life to you so that you can mold me and build me into the vessel that you want in the mighty name of Jesus. If there's anyone like that here this morning, just lift up one of your hands and we'll pray together. And even if there's no one that's taking a new decision, i like all of us to rededicate our hearts. That Lord God Almighty, you know me. You know me deep within. Everything that I am struggle, struggling with, Father, I need your help. I need the Holy Spirit. Oh, I need the Holy Spirit. Help me, oh God. In Jesus' name, we have...